Welcome to River Edge Podcasts. We hope this message inspires and encourages you today. Okay, while you're just standing, let's, let's agree today uh, for no distractions in your mind. Everything that's outside this room at the moment, we just shut that out. Just shut that out. God wants to speak to you today. The Holy Spirit wants to breathe afresh on your life and give you a fresh vision for this year. So Father, we just thank you that you are God of the seasons, you're God of heaven, God of earth, God of the seas, the chaos of the waters. The, that, that just shows us that, that when the Spirit's hovering over the water, that there's sometimes chaos and, and formlessness in our life, but you are ready to move at any time. So right now, Father, we thank you for the areas of our life that need some forming done to them. They don't look quite right at the moment, but Father, it's all part of your plan. It's part of your glory. And right now, Holy Spirit, speak to me afresh. Just ask the Holy Spirit to speak to you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for speaking to me afresh. I've got my ears open. I've got my eyes open. I've got my heart prepared right now for you to speak afresh. And we agree on this right now in the name of Jesus. May kingdom come. May your will be done here on earth, in the earth of our life. In Jesus' mighty name, let's all agree on that. Amen, amen. Let it be. Shake hands with someone or help or fist bump and grab your seats. Thank you, team. Hey, weren't they great songs? Weren't they great songs? And I'm there because I know what I'm speaking on today. Some, some of you know because I just can't keep my mouth shut um, when I'm talking about things. So... But you, yeah, God's going to speak afresh. But just Psalm 42, you know, though the very foundations of the earth and foundations might get shaken. Psalm 46 it is, isn't it? Yeah, Psalm 46 that we sing. You know, and I know my God is in control. I know my God is in control. This is a statement that each one of us can grab. These aren't songs that we sing to kick off the ball game or to ring the bell to say, oh, church is beginning. This is a proclamation of who he is. This is actually praising him and, and, and then thanking him and then praising him. This is how we enter into his courts. My God is in control. And then finishing up with I surrender, I re-surrender. I surrender everything to you. I'm nothing without you. Ooh, I like that. Prepares us, prepares our heart ready to receive. So here we are. End of January 2022. My goodness. 2021. Had a lot of time free in 2021, didn't we? You remember 2021 or is it a blur? 2020, 2021. I'm looking at them going, you know, 2020 vision was like a blur to me. It was like I needed fresh glasses. There was no 2020 clear vision about it. It was like, what? But God was speaking to us through these times. And for those that have ears to hear, eyes to see, and a heart to understand, um, last year in 2021, we had a lot of times time on our hands. But who had their time filled up? Come on. Who just had their time filled up that you were like, why am I exhausted? Why have I got no time for anything? I just want to lay down and have a rest. You know the story, have you ever seen this as a, a, a speaking demonstration? I could do it, but somebody brings out a clear container and they put it down and they put all these rocks in it and they say, it's full, isn't it? It's totally full. You couldn't fit another thing in there and it's full of these big rocks and you go, yep, it's going to overflow. 
And then they come in and they put, get smaller rocks and they tip them over the top and they shake the container and all the smaller rocks filter down and then you go, it's full now, there's nothing. And then they bring sand in and they pour sand over it and shake it. It's all the little things. The little things start filling up the gaps and then it shake it and all filters through and then you go, it's full, there's no way you could fit another thing. And then the water, you pour water over it and you just shut and the water just settles down through it and it's filled. A lot of us have had little things filling up our lives, little comments, little offences, little stuff filling up our lives, little accusations, little distractions. Some of us think they're big distractions, but in the great scheme of things, they are tiny little minor distractions. My God is in control. My God is in control. God says, if you're faithful with little, then you release me to increase. The word is, if you are faithful with little, then I will give you greater responsibility. (laughs) I'm going to let that sit for a little while. Little things, faithful in little things. We think, oh, then I'll get more. No, you'll get more responsibility. If you have more in your life, it's because God wants you to be responsible and a good steward with the more that he's given you in your life. It's not to sit back and relax and go, look at this. I have all that I need and all that I want. Now I can rest. And there's a parable that Jesus told and he says, you fool, don't you know that this very night your soul is required of you? And then we think, oh, that's leaving the planet. No, it's not. Each one of us, don't you realize that your soul is required to spend time with God? Your soul is required of you. Being faithful in the little things. We had the slogan for the year through the messages that came through. Clear eyes, clear ears, full hearts, can't lose. That was the statement. We need eyes that are clear to see what the the main thing is because it's easy to get distracted. Look at this. Look at that. Clear ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church. We are the ecclesia. We are the church. What God is speaking out for us to hear. Clear ears because there are so many distractions. There's so much conspiracy. There's so much going on around. Oh, this is important. That's important. What the government's doing is important. Do you know what? A government only lasts for a shorter period of time and then we get a change of government. Or we might end up with the same government but with different platforms. The only thing that's consistent is God and His kingdom. Everything else is a little thing. But clear eyes to see that God is in creation and His patterns are in creation for us to be able to see it if we take notice. I've got a statement here from bees to catastrophes. This year I put up my beehive. Oh, sorry, last year I put up my beehive. Got it for my 50th birthday. Took me two years to finally build the thing. And thank you, Lee, for the swarm that he gave me. And then my bees went nuts. And every day I go out and I look at my bees. And my bees are doing exactly what God showed them to do. They do exactly what God has ordained them to do. They, you know that each bee in its lifetime will only produce between a quarter of a teaspoon to, best scenario, one teaspoon of honey in its lifetime. Now you look at that one kilo jar of honey and you you think, how many bees died for me to get this amount of honey? But it's all about hierarchy. It's all about hierarchy and and catastrophes. We just saw the Tongan earthquake, that explosion that just rocked Tonga and it was felt around the world and heard in so many different nations. And we saw it from the satellite imagery. 
And then the leader of the, gets up the next day and quotes Jesus in the last day. There's going to be earthquakes. There's going to be famine. There's going to be pestilence. There's going to be plagues. But I've told you these things that your, your, your peace in me will not be removed. Your peace in me will not be removed. Our Father is the Father of creation. Everything that we see and understand and everything that we'll never see and never comprehend is in His hands. Every little thing up to every enormous thing. It's all little things to God. <laughs> but the, the, the main thing here is seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. That is, the, that is the thing that we must keep our eyes on all the time. Seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness. And when I look at those two focal points, kingdom of God and His righteousness, it just points to Jesus. It just points to Jesus. Everything about the Word of God points to Jesus. Every psalm points to Jesus. Every story about Israel points to Jesus. It's, it's not just a record of history. It points to the Messiah coming to change everything for everybody. And Jesus showed us how to live a life that was aligned with heaven. He, he showed us in every aspect how to respond to loved ones, how to respond to others, how to respond in our communities, how to respond to leaders and to governments, how to respond to even threats on our life, threats from other people, threats from the planet, threats from government, threats from all these things. He showed us how to respond in peace, in love, in rest, in prayer. Not just prayer, give me this, God, but prayer, may your kingdom come and may your will be done here on earth. He was aligned with heaven. Jesus was aligned with heaven and he showed us how to do it. When he was baptized, and I got this revelation the other day, he was baptized by his cousin John for the remission of sin. Remission actually means the cancellation of debt, cancellation of charges and cancellation of penalties. It was a baptism of remission of sin, cancellation of sin, removal of the debt of sin, removal of the charge of sin off them. And when Jesus said, this must be done for all righteousness to be fulfilled, he who was without sin took on sin in the remission. When he was baptized for the remission of sin, he changed that baptism and it was no longer a baptism of remission of sins. He was the baptism for the remission of sins. Now he carried the remission of sin that when he died as the lamb <laughs> before the foundation of the earth, he was already coming. He was already to do it. And when he died on the cross for all and every person, past, present and future, Wrap your head around that if you can. Good luck. I need reminding all the time to keep my mind on the teachings of Jesus. Keep my mind on how did Jesus do this? How would he respond to this? What, what would Jesus do? That slogan came out a long time ago and people poo-pooed it and said, oh, no, what did Jesus do? And it should be what, you know, people came up with different slogans and I'm going, too late. It's already out there. You've lost your chance. You can't hashtag a new one. Oh, I really came to understand through last year what the, the main thing is really all about. What is our objective in life? What is our purpose in life? What, is, what are we meant to be in life? Do you want a hint? Shh. Okay. Just quietly. The objective is to be Jesus to our world. 
our objective in life is to be Jesus to our world. In Romans, it says you are Jesus in this world. We need to step into that and exemplify Jesus more and more. What a challenge. I am challenged by that. In the year of little things, it's not just little things for last year. Oh, we're done with the little things now. We can move on to what the next thing is. No. Each year, I went back through my computer and I started looking for what the words were every year that God's... Because for over a decade now, God has given us a word, a focal point for us to actually look at and keep refining our lives through a focal point. And He can just give a, like on Wednesday night, a word like... Go and give someone a prophecy or an encouragement about water. Kylie brought that out. And everyone just went boom and started walking around and giving words of encouragement and words of prophecy and words because there was a focal point. I love it that God gives us a focal point, but to each one of us, we will hear differently exactly what the Holy Spirit wants to say to us. So last year, little things. The year before, year of rest foundations of rest. Did not know that in November 2019 when God gave me that with this word for foundations of rest. I'm going, you sure, Lord? And I sat on it for so long because I just wasn't sure. Then he just kept confirming it. And he does this every year. I didn't know that we were going to be shut down. I didn't know. Remember what happened? Who can forget? Please, we want to forget, but who can forget? I, I just remember Mark 6 when they came back from working, all the apostles were, came back from oh, healing the sick and casting out demons and releasing people. And they come back to Jesus and they go, wow, it's amazing what's happening. They're testifying about everything that's happening. And then Jesus said, everyone was so busy. The word recorded here, everyone was so busy and going to and fro that they didn't even have a chance to eat. So Jesus said, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and let's rest. Last year, there was a, sorry, the year before, it was a call for us to keep aligning ourselves with the rest of God. Jesus said, cast your cares on me because I care for you. Start, keep entering into that peace. And it wasn't just for 2020. This is something that we must now model in our life. My God is in control. I know that he's got this. Holy Spirit, speak to me in this season. What are you wanting me to be in this season? What purpose do you want me to fulfill? What truth do you want me to reveal with my life? That's what our destiny is about. The year before, 2019 was a year of outpour. God says, in the last days, I'll pour out my spirit on all flesh. Everyone has the opportunity to encounter the presence of God. Do you, do you like that? Do you agree with that? That's what the Word of God says. So anybody that you know, even somebody in your workplace, you can ask for the Holy Spirit to speak to them. You can ask for the Holy Spirit to move on their life. You can ask for the Holy because He is part of their life. He has been poured out. So we had the year of outpouring and we just kept our eyes on outpouring and realising that, you know, that um, oh, there's, there's so much that I want to say. Let's keep going. 2018, it was a year of wisdom. What? I don't remember that. Yeah, that's knowledge. Wisdom's different to knowledge. But it was actually, we looked at heavenly wisdom and how God has poured out wisdom. So I had the Wisdom Airy series. Totally forgot about it. Started going back over them. I'm like, wow, this is good stuff. Um, <laughs> but it was all about heavenly wisdom, not earthly knowledge. It was all about if you lack wisdom, then ask God for wisdom and He will give it abundantly. Yay! Yay! I know it's hot, but yay! Oh, I love it. 
2018. Round 2016, 2017, had some technical difficulties. If you know what 2017 was, I want to hear because I can't find it in any of my notes. 2016 was a year of favour. Year of favour. So we were focusing on the favour of God, God's unconditional love for us. Um, that we must only, to receive the love of God, we must just recognise it and receive it. But favour is differently. If you love me, then do what I ask. Favour is actually takes a, requires a step of obedience, a step of faith in us actually saying, well, I want to respond like this. I want to do this. I want to make this happen. But Father, what do you want to see happen through my life? What do you want to do? God's favour. And, and I didn't realise that the year after that in 2017 was actually Israel called um, a year of the Lord's favour since the Six-Day War in 1967, sorry, when Egypt, Iraq, um, Palestine, uh, who else? The Lebanon and Jordan, um, the United Arab Emirates all attacked. And in six days, Israel defeated them with an air attack and took back Jerusalem, took back the West Bank. And, to, and there's arguments about that today, but they are actually proclaiming the year of the Lord's favour um, around the same time, which I thought was really interesting point of fact. 2015 was a year of advance that we've got to forget what is behind and keep pressing on for the high calling in Christ Jesus. 2014 was generations of purpose. Now I'm speaking these words out, but I'm believing that you're going to grab and catch a revelation of this, even as I'm brushing over the top of it, because these weren't just years where we focused on those. It was a foundation that was being formed where we re must realise God is growing us. God is expanding us. That was one of them. Don't know which year it was, but the year of expansion. Oh, my goodness. We thought, yes, this was over 10 years. This was like 12 or 13 years ago. Year of expansion. I'm like, yeah, we're finally going to build the new building. And we're going to, this is going to happen and that's going to happen. And what it was was... I was being expanded inside my capacity to endure things, capacity to, to put up with things, capacity to pray, capacity to believe, capacity to actually impart my faith was being expanded and expanded and expanded. Our kids were going through troubles at school and there was lots of things going on. We had conflict in the home. We're like, hey, 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 remember, it's a year where we're being expanded. Get your eyes off the problem, get your eyes onto the problem solver. Get your eyes off the issue and get the one off the one, get your eyes on the one who can calm the seas and break the the bow and uh, sorry bend the bow and break the spear or the other way around whichever it is okay oh man generations of purpose you know life isn't all about me it's about what purpose will I choose and what truth will I reflect what truth will I reveal with my life and it's not just about me it's generations of purpose those that walk, those that love me, I will bless to a thousand generations. But those who hate me, those that turn away from me and take ownership back into their own lives, you will not see them after three generations. No one will remember them. You will look for them, but you will not find them. And I was like, that's harsh. But do you know the, the reality of it? There are people walking around now that don't even know what their great-grandparents' names were because it's been forgotten they live for today. There is no generational mindset anymore. Just interesting. 
So we had the year of abundance. The bun dance, yeah. We came up with the bun dance that year. We all got rid of the Pentecostal two-step and did the bun dance. Welcome to the visitors here this morning. <laughs> um, we're so glad that you're here. And this, this is what we've been doing personally here as a church. But this is what God has been saying to us. And, and it's been growing us. And I, I look back now and I think, wow, Father, you, you know, you were leading us. You were, you were building us. You were strengthening us. So here we are, 2022. <clears throat> and I started praying last year. And I'm like, okay, Father, if you've got a word, just let me know. That's how I start off. And I'm just like, if you've got a word for the year, give it to me. I'm, <laughs> I didn't fast, didn't beat myself up, didn't do anything like that. And self-flagellation. So I started praying and... Um, I was thinking about how we've been, the Spirit has just been telling us, keep, be Spirit-led. That's our objective in life, is to be Spirit-led. But to be Spirit-led just isn't like, oh, led by any Spirit. Spirit-led is, if you remain in me, Jesus said, and my Word remains in you, then you will actually, when the Spirit will ignite that Word. It needs the Word and the Spirit to actually get the balance in there. And there's people that are off with the you know, oh, the Spirit said this and the Spirit, because I've got the feeling about it and there's nothing about the Word. Well, what Scriptures has God given you? What foundation are you building this on? And then there's others that are going, but the Word of God says this. Yeah, yeah, but the Spirit of the Word is this. We've encountered that over the last two years. We've had laws and restrictions and mandates put on us and there's been sometimes... We, we've fulfilled the letter of the law, but not the spirit of the law. Or the other way around, we've fulfilled the spirit of the law, but not the letter of the law. But I'm glad that we're the spirit of the, the, the law of the spirit of life. That's the one that set us free from the law of sin and death. Moving on, Stephen. So I started thinking about Jesus. And immediately Isaiah 61 came to mind. Spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me. And in Luke 4... It says this, and this is, mind you, this is after Jesus was baptized for the remission of sin. Change baptism, bang, right there. Because now anybody who's baptized into Jesus is baptized into his death. Next week we're having a baptism service. We're baptized into his death and into his resurrection. The cancellation of debt, the cancellation of charges, the cancellation of everything is then corporately witnessed. We see that we're baptized into it. And it's not just a wet thing, it is a spiritual uh, transference that takes place. So Jesus got baptized. Then he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness, into the Judean wilderness, where for 40 days he wandered around, didn't eat or drink for 40 days. Then he was tempted by the... But he was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. We think, oh, he just wandered off. No, no, we must be Spirit-led. We must be spirit-led. He was led by the spirit into the wilderness, got tempted by the devil. But every time the devil came to him, he didn't respond with a feeling. He responded, but the word says, the word says, the word says, if you remain in me and my word remains in you. I'm so glad that um, the challenge to, to keep um, speaking the word out in my life, I, I just do it all the time. I don't like making decisions without getting a word from scripture that aligns itself with. And it's not just that I go on fringe things. I sum it two, three, four scriptures. And you might go, oh, that's easy for you. No, it's not. 
It's not easy, but we, if we want to remain in him and his word remain in us, we've got to know who he is. We've got to know what he said about the planet. We've got to know what he said about community. We want to know what he said about our relationship with our father. And not only that, what he achieved on our behalf. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. So he wanders out of the, the wilderness. He goes, and te- he goes from the Judean wilderness to um, Galilee. And he preaches in Galilee, which is where he first came back to. And then he goes to Nazareth. And he goes into the temple in Nazareth. And he unrolls the, the Scriptures. And he goes to the part in Isaiah where it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. This is the amplified version. Upon me, the Messiah he's talking about. Because he has anointed me to preach the good news to the poor. He has sent me to announce release, pardon, forgiveness to the captives and recovery of the sight to the blind, to set free those who are oppressed, those who are downtrodden, bruised, crushed by tragedy and to proclaim the favourable year of the Lord, the day when salvation and the favor of God abound greatly. The, the day, oh sorry, the year of the Lord's favor, that was a jubilee year. He's talking about a jubilee year there. Now what ha- happened when Israel came into the promised land, God says, you now, this is a la- my land, my land that I'm giving to you. This is how you deal with my land. This is how you be a good steward with what I'm giving you. The whole earth is the Lord's and the fullness of it is the Lord's, okay? But he was showing us an example back then of what can happen on the earth when people operate under God's way, under God's principles, under kingdom principles. So every year in in Leviticus 25, and I'm just going to brush through this quickly because I'm already, it's gone red up there and that means I've only got five minutes to go. So... Every year, they would plant crops, they would prune, and they would harvest. And they would plant crops, and they would prune, and they would harvest. And for seven, for six years, they'd do that. And then God says, but you must have a Sabbath. So every week, they would have a Sabbath day where they rested. We talked about that in the year of rest, foundations of rest, how we build that into our life. But then it went even further because not only was the land the Lord's, but time is God. Everything around us is God's. And if we want to, we can see God in it. And not only that, but gain the benefit of seeing God move in every aspect of our lives. So after six years, they would have let the land rest for one year. Anyone, any Israelite who had sold themselves into slavery because they'd had bad years or had to sell their property and things like that, they could, on the seventh year, they'd be released from, from slavery. It was actually paid, like paid labor that they were. They weren't actual slaves, but slaves in the term they were paid labor were released. That was a seven year process. Then seven of those together. On the 49th year, they were to rest the land again. But then after resting the land on the 49th year, you've got to realise what this means. Okay, just from the principles. They weren't allowed to harvest, so they had no income for a whole year when they rested the land for a year. They, for a whole year. They, weren't allowed to, they could pick it to eat it, and their servants and any aliens living amongst them could pick it to eat it, but they, they weren't allowed to harvest it and gain money off it. So in the sixth year, God says, I will send such an abundance that it will cover you until you get to harvest in the eighth year. 
which is really the first year of the next cycle of the seven. So in the 49th year, they rested the land. They did everything. That, and then God says, now is a jubilee. This is actually a proclamation. This is a change of everything. I'm going to show you a pattern in my kingdom that is going to blow you away. So you rest the land for that year. And then the trumpet was blown. The shofar was blown. And a proclamation, a declaration was sent out that this is a jubilee year, a year to the Lord, a year to honour God, a year where debts were forgiven, a year where slaves were set free. And not just is the Israelites got freed the year before but anybody who was in slavery within Jerusalem within Israel or in any of the far regions where Israelis live they must release their slaves everyone returned the land that was sold the land because it was given to the nation and to the different tribes their their land was returned to them so if they sold it off it got returned to them debts were come on this was an exciting time debts were forgiven debts were cancelled Everything was wiped. Slaves were set free. People were returned to their families. Land was returned. Property was returned. Forgiveness flowed in the nation. And faith had to flow in the nation. Because in the 49th year, you rested. You weren't allowed to prune. You weren't allowed to harvest. You weren't allowed to sow anything. The next year, you weren't allowed to prune. You weren't allowed to harvest. You weren't allowed to sow anything. And until the next year, then you could plant then you, but you wouldn't receive anything until the next year because you were just planting in that year. This was such a step of faith. It was virtually impossible because there's only some varieties of things that you, plants that you can let them grow for two years. If you don't harvest them, you can wipe out that tree forever. But God says, test me in this. I will show you that I will be faithful to you. Keep your eyes on me and the, the jubilee. <laughs> okay. I am 32 seconds left. So God gives me this word, Jubilee. Jubilee. And I'm like, okay. Most of us don't know what that means. Then this is last year, God gives me Jubilee. And I'm just sitting on it, keeping my mouth shut, because I don't want to talk about it. Because I don't want me in this at all. None of me. So I'm looking at Jubilee, and then I hear on the news, oh, it's the Queen's Platinum Jubilee in next month, February. Next month is the Queen's Platinum Jubilee. 70 years she has been the monarch of Great Britain and the Commonwealth. No other leader in history has lived and been as blessed as what she is. Astounding. So I'm just like, wow, what a coincidence. It's the Queen's Jubilee in the year that God gives me the word Jubilee. So then Stephen goes, well, I wonder where we are in the Hebrew calendar of things and what year it is, because it's around 5,782. Not around, it's exactly 5,782. Do you know when the next Jubilee is? It began September the 7th last year and it, continue, it, it finishes in September just before October this year. Did not know this, but in the cycle since the second temple was built, after Nehemiah and Ezra rebuilt the wall of Jerusalem, coming back from exile, there were 17 jubilees leading up to the time of exile where God says, if you do this, if you forgive debts every 
50 years and return everything to generationally to everyone who, if you reset, reset, reset everything, reset your forgiveness, reset your finances, reset your faith, reset your community, if you reset, <laughs> do you think there would have been a bit of um, reminder of, hey guys, we're going to keep our eyes on God in this because this is important. Three years without any harvest, without any income, without anything flowing in. And God says, I will produce such an abundance that you will be eating the old even when you're harvesting that which is in the ninth year. Read, read Leviticus 25. But it's interesting, 26 starts off with, do not have any foreign gods, do not set up stones. Because God's word said, if you do this, then you'll live in peace in the land. No one will draw swords against you. You will have harmony in your community. And this was something that Israel was meant to model for the rest of the planet to show that God, the God of Israel, is the only one true God. But what happened? They're human. Unfortunately, they're like you and me. They messed up. They fell short. They got puffed up with pride. They got puffed up with greed. And then God says, I can't deal with you any longer. They got all political. They got all, which king are we going to choose? Oh, we don't like this one. Let's wipe out this one. We want a government that's ours. We want to rule like that. God says, that's it. I'm sending you off into exile. The temple was destroyed. Solomon's temple was destroyed. Then the second temple period that lasted until Herod the Great until 70 AD. Oh my goodness. I hope you're absorbing this. <laughs> what am I doing? This is all off the cuff. Thank you, Holy Spirit. I apologize for getting in the road and talking too much sometimes. Sometimes. So, the year of Jubilee occurring every seventh Sabbath year. We're in that at the moment, since the second temple period. I, I didn't know that. Went looking for it, just found it out. Um, they don't practice it though. The Hebrew nation doesn't practice it because it's meant to be only when you're back in the land, back in the land that the God... So, and there is a prophecy that people are going to return. Israel is going to return to the nation of Israel. And at the moment, that is happening. In the last days, that's going to happen. At the moment, it is happening flat out. It's just another testimony to things. But in the year of Jubilee, this is what happened. It was a personal reset. It was a personal reformation because people had to trust in God. People had to understand that, you know, God has, or this is part of what we must do. It was a personal reset. It was a communal reset. Communities had to change. The rich so much had to actually come into line with this because if they just went, nah, I'm not doing it. And they didn't trust in God because, unfortunately, it's easier for, um, what is it, for a camel to pass through an eye of a needle than somebody whose eyes are on riches to enter into the kingdom of heaven. So the rich had to actually come into alignment with this because they would be the ones that have most of the land, have most of the debts from people, you know, from creditors, things like that, that they needed to wipe out. They had to wipe out. So they had to. It was a communal reset. It was a proclamation that was going out through the communities. It was an environmental reset because it said your animals, wild and domestic, are to eat your crops. So for three years virtually, you've got cows and sheep and that wandering through the fields, eating the, the stuff. 
manuring it, fertilising it. God had a plan here that goes beyond our industrialised um, farming. He had a plan that was so beautiful, so perfect, so, hom- so hom- harmonious. We want, you know, organic material in our soils now. We don't want man-made fertilisers. We want organic material in our, in our soil. We want God's organic material, supernatural organic material in the soil of our life. It was an environmental um, reset. It was an economic reset. Debt's forgiven. Can I, can I just say, this is, this is a proclamation God's saying right now. Jubilee. Jubilee. You can now forgive debts. If anyone has any debts against you, you can forgive them. You might go, oh, but they owe me a lot of money. It's not about money. Oh, no one but the debt of love. Come on, if you've got a fence against people, jubilee. I can be free of that debt right now. I can offer the debt of love instead of the debt of offense. Oh, I'm spitting everywhere. It was a cultural reformation. It was an economic reformation. It was a spiritual reset in their lives that once again rely. Sorry, I'm shouting at you. I'm really excited. Not excited for me, but I'm excited for each one of you how you're going to grab hold of this and this year go, wow, Father, how are you going to speak to me through this? What do I need to release? What do I, is there territory in your life that is generational territory that you need to claim back? That, that, that some, some spiritual territory that is yours that you need to say, year of Jubilee, I'm going back to what my forefathers did. Or is there some territory you need to get rid of because it was bought on you because you had to pay it? I don't know. Reset, reset. It's a proclamation of reset, reformation all round. <laughs> Slaves freed. People returned to their communities. Debt's forgiven. Spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because he has anointed me. Here's the good news to the poor. I love it when we sing songs at the start that say, you know, you know, I'm, I'm not enough unless you come. That Jesus, when he was on the mountain, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit. That's what that means. I'm not enough. I don't have enough to take me where I need to go. I don't have enough. I don't have enough understanding. I don't have enough energy. I don't whatever it might be, you're not enough, but Jesus is. When we unite with heaven, nothing is impossible with a rhema word from God, a fresh word. And so I'm believing this year as debts are forgiven, as slaves are set free, as the as those in bondage are released. Woo! Woo! Liberty. Freedom. This is a year we get to proclaim that over our situations, over our lives, over our families. This is a generational blessing thing. It's not just about you and who you are. It's about who you are to others. (laughs) Because they could have withheld and stopped it. They probably did before the exile. Ah, we don't need to do that anymore. We worship another gods now. And boom, God took it all away. They re-established it, but they haven't been practicing it. Let's not just practice it. Let's be, because Jesus said to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. When did that stop? A year after that? No. It's an example that, that everyone knew what the year of the Lord's favor meant. It meant jubilee, debts forgiven, prison set free, slaves released, property returning to its original owners. It meant all that. 
So Jesus was making a statement, when you're in me, you're in perpetual jubilee. When you're in me, you're in jubilee. When you're in me, you're in the favour of God. I want to pray for that over your life right now. If you're, if you're away from Jesus or you don't have a close relationship with Jesus, then I, it's really easy to kickstart that thing. You just need to, it says, those that call on the name of the Lord. Now, Lord is really special because it means governor, means the one in control of your life. It's taking the ownership of your life and saying, Lord, I want to follow your teachings. I want to follow your ways. I want you to be in control of my life. So all it takes is just, Jesus, I give you my life. Father, please forgive me for my sins. I want to follow Jesus. I want to follow Jesus. It's the beginning of such a beautiful relationship. And the relationship isn't about coming to church. It isn't about making sure you come once a year or once every two years or once every six months or once a month. It's not about even if you come to every single meeting that we put on. That's not what it's about. It's about being Jesus to our community. It's about being Jesus to our world in every aspect of our being. So Father, right now, I thank you. I thank you for lives being transformed. I proclaim Jubilee. Wish I had a shofar. Thank you, Father. For a year of your favour, thank you, Father, that we get our focus back off just what's happening to me, what's happening to us, and we realise you are in control. The worth is the Lord's and the fullness of it. You can make things change. You can stop the the seas from being in turmoil. You can stop the mountains from rising up. You can do anything, Father. I'm reminded in this year, Father, that you're going to show us a perpetual perspective of who you are, of forgiveness, of release, (laughs) of freedom, freedom. Oh, Father, I thank you for all the declarations and proclamations that are going to come out of this year that are in line with heaven. I thank you for all the mindsets and old patterns of thinking that are going to change as we are renewed by the, transformed, sorry, by the renewing of our mind. Declarations that we state over our mind, over our body, over our marriages, over our families, over our workplaces. Father, Jubilee, Jubilee, Jubilee. Oh, I speak favour over each life right now. Favour to receive revelation. Favour to receive words of knowledge. Thank you, Father, that the testimony of Jesus will be reignited in each one of our lives because Jesus was anointed to preach the good news. Thank you, Father, that we'll be able to bring the good news out in a palatable way and out in a way that our community can receive, our workmates can receive. Help us to be Jesus to our planet. Father, I thank you for this year. We bless this year. We we say thank you, Father, for everything that you're going to do in it. And forgetting that which has gone before, we press on to lay hold of the high calling in Jesus Christ this year. And I ask this in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Go and read Leviticus 25. 
because it says in there all the things that can happen, God, what God can do. And it's all of the things that are stirring people up at the moment, going, oh, this is out of control and this is happening. We've got to get this back. We've got to make that happen. We've got to... And God says, no, no, I'm the only one that can reset. I'm the only one that can do this. Jubilee. Jubilee. Thanks for joining today. If you'd like to know more about service times or simply want to find out more about church, head to our website, riveredgechurch.com.au.